I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Blizzard Watch, the podcast where we talk about Blizzard Entertainment and its many games. I'm Matt, I'm the host, and with me this week are two fantastic co-hosts. First up, I'm going to introduce him because someday I will throw him in a swimming pool, it's Mitch. How are you doing, Mitch? Hey, how's it going? Um, because we nearly forgot last week, I have been playing Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. Yeah, that's that's not yeah. surprising. That'd be like me telling people that I played Fallout recently. I know, but you know, we almost forgot last week, and that's that's a dangerous road to go down. And there's new elegant villagers, so yeah, pretty pretty cool stuff. Someday when you start that Mitch watch site, it's just going to be you talking about Animal Crossing. <laughs> Guest appearance from Anne. We just talk about Animal Crossing some more. But since you just introduced her, we should introduce her as well. She's uh does practically everything for the site. Uh, Anne Stickney. Anne, what are you up to this week? I've been getting ready to build some of that sweet sweet Rococo furniture. No. Yeah. Um. See, this is this is for me. This is the disconnect where I wish that you guys played Fallout Four because I want to talk about all the furniture I've been building, but you wouldn't get it. No. <laughs> Two against one. You got to play Animal Crossing. That's how it goes. <laughs> that's just. That's just. How it goes. I don't have a mobile device that kid play, do I? Well, I guess I can put it on my phone. You can put it on your phone. It's a phone game. That, it's mobile that's game. A mobile device. I have mine on my iPad and my phone, but I'm primarily well, I, play I it on the iPad. iPad. Yeah, I, do. I prim- primarily play it on the iPad. So, I mean, if you're if you're looking to get into it, you have two experts no. right here willing to guide you in the ways of chit-chatting with animals and doing favors for them because that's all the we'll, game is, really. Yeah, we'll be tagging you on Twitter at 2 in the morning. Rossi, look, updates. Did you do this yet? Did you do it? Huh? You Yo, Rossi, I need help getting in the quarry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Guys, it's 2 a.m. The game just reset. Go to bed. Okay, so beyond that, because <laughs> I know well, I know that's very important, but beyond that, I've been working on leveling my Nightborn, and I, I've reached the point where all of a sudden I've started dragging my heels a little bit because I'm like Pandaria or Cataclysm content, and I've been kind of going back and forth between the two of them. And I know, I think part of the reason why I'm dragging my heels is because I know, I know Warlords of Draenor is coming, and I just don't want to go there. <laughs> I'm so tired. The second part, the second part, let's not go to Draenor, it's a silly place. It's a silly place. Can we just go straight to, you know, the Burning Legion? No, no, I, I can't. can't wait. Uh... I, I rolled a Maghar on the, on the beta. Oh, and I can't yeah. wait till we get Maghar in the live game so I can level a Maghar and then get to Draenor and be like, what? What am I? What? Huh? <laughs> What's Which, going on? The funny thing is, I don't think this is too spoilery, but I'm, I'm pretty sure you go to Draenor for the Maghar. Like, you have yeah. to go there. In scenario stuff. Yeah. yeah. Gramash got old. Well, yeah, because it's it's actually caught up to us time-wise. Yeah. Warlords is set back like 30, 35 years ago, but this is like you go to Present current. day. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was wondering why he got so old. Yeah, it's, they, this, they, they've had the legends of what happened Remember for 30 years. Remember when we went years. through the portal, we actually went back in time a little bit to an alternate reality? Yeah, I just, I okay. just didn't Now we're just going to the alternate reality, but we aren't going back in time, so everybody is like old and stuff. But like... I, I don't know. I guess I just, I wish, I wish I had an option. Like, you know, you have like, oh, you could do Burning Crusade or Wrath, or you could do some combination of the two. That's cool. Oh, look, 
You can do Mists of Pandaria or Cataclysm. Hey, that's cool. Or any combination of the two. That's cool. And then there's just Warlords by itself. There is no alternative to Warlords. Like, you have yeah. to do that. And I wish that there was an alternative to it because I would yeah. take that. Once Legion content opened up for that, you'd, yeah. you'd be on it. You I'd, be, I'd be okay with it. Um, I am not... I, I, I'm actually, like... I'm kind of delighted by the weird little things that I find where it's like, yeah, this doesn't make any sense at all. Um, I took my Nightborn to Jade Forest and I had that first conversation with Lorewalker Cho. The oh, one where yeah, he's like yeah. the one where he's like, light the incense and I wanna see what your ancestors were like. And all I got when I lit the incense, there was like a bunch of shadowy human figures walking around. And he's like, I, yeah. oh, I see there's a lot of story here to tell. And I'm like, yeah, like how these humans are at all related to what I happen to be because I predate them by, oh, I don't know, 10,000 years or so. But okay, we'll go with that. You weird, weird little panda man. I think your incense is broken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oops. That wasn't the incense to show me who your ancestors were. That was the incense to show the incense to show me random lumpy humans. So I anyway. will, I will make it. You know, I will make it to one ten. I am determined to do that. It's just probably going to take me a little longer. That's okay, because I've been very busy with other things that don't have anything to do with video games lately. So that's all right. Alrighty, though, she should probably start talking about some of the big news of the week. Um, I'm going to go with this one first because it's, in a way, it is a really, really big one, but uh, it's not a particularly happy one. And that, well, I guess it's happy for him. Ben Brode has left Blizzard after, you know, years. Um, he was the, what was his exact role on Hearthstone? Was he lead designer? I, I can never remember exactly what he did. He was the big master. kahuna. Yeah, he was in charge of Hearthstone. Um, he's leaving to start his own game company, and that's great. You know, all the success and wishes, well wishes for him. But at the same time, you, you do kind of feel like Road was Hearthstone in a way. Very, I mean, even with our Jeff from the Overwatch team jokes, Jeff Kaplan isn't as much the face of Overwatch as Ben Brode was the face of Hearthstone. So it's going to be interesting seeing it move forward. I mean, they still have some great people there. As he pointed out, the, the team did most of the work, and they're all still there. Um, one of Van's favorites is still, you know, Dave Kosak is still working there. So it's it's in good hands, but still. I mean, you guys you guys are both really miserable when you found out about Ben Brode leaving. There, I mean, there are frequently compilation videos of him just laughing. Like, here's six minutes of Ben Brode laughing from that 30-minute interview he did. Like, he's... He's a cool guy, and he's one of those ones where, you know, people at Blizzard would frequently say, I can tell Ben Brode is in the building. I don't know what floor. I don't know what part of the building. I can tell he's in the building, though, because I can hear him laughing. And he's just, he's, he, a, he's a very nice, infectious personality. Yeah, he just has, like, this presence, much like Metzen had a presence, particularly at conventions and things like that. I mean, we all remember Metzen speaking at the opening of every BlizzCon and it was always he walked on stage and just commanded right yeah Ben Brode kind of had the same thing where he walked out there and he started talking and you were immediately invested in whatever it was he happened to be talking about because he just has that kind of personality and yeah I'm gonna miss him I'm gonna miss all the laughing I'm gonna miss that he's just he's so funny <laughs> he's so so funny I'm just remembering the Cobalt and Catacombs stuff from BlizzCon <laughs> where he was talking about, okay, let's do a quest. And he's like, okay, guys, which way do we want to go? <laughs> and like he's being the DM leading us through the dungeon or whatever. That was so much fun. And he, he did all kinds of fun stuff like that. And I have no doubt that the rest of the Hearthstone team absolutely can keep doing what they're doing and everything. It's just... I'm going to miss that dude. And I'm sure that whatever he moves on to do is going to be fantastic because he just, he makes magic happen. So that's cool. I'm excited to see what he gets up to next. I am sad that he's leaving Hearthstone, but I'm excited to see, you know, what he gets up to next. Cause I'm sure whatever With, uh, it is, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. With that said, don't expect that to be anytime soon. Cause uh, game development takes a long time. And he says in his post, he says, we'll probably make games, but we haven't figured anything else out yet. Yeah, and uh, if if you remember, I, I'm totally blanking on the name. Um, who left to make uh, Bonfire? Mm -hmm. Rob Pardo. Yeah, Rob Pardo. And uh, I mean, they're still 
you know, they don't have any official announcements. There's, but the team's there's a bunch and... of former Blizzard people over there because there's Pardo, Nick Carpenter, I think, is working over there. Um, I believe Wei Wang, who's like one of yes, the concept artists, yeah. he he moved over to Bonfire. Um, I'm not sure who else. There, there's a lot of good people over at Bonfire. And again, I'm sure whatever they're working on is really, really cool. We just haven't seen it yet because yeah, uh, and that, I mean, that's gonna you be can't just is. snap your fingers and make a video game. It takes years. So Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, you know, if, if you're like, oh, man, I, I really am looking forward to this, which I am. I think everybody is. Uh, just, you know, know that it's not going to be very soon. Yeah, that's game development. But uh, speaking of game development and its foibles, um, I guess this one's interesting. It, it's certainly not something you'd expect to hear about, but apparently the, the Horizon map is getting an overhaul. Yeah. And we only know this because they accidentally showed it to us. Okay, they had not They had mentioned, I think, briefly at one point in time in the distant past somewhere that they were talking about um, taking a look at Horizon Lunar Colony because the map is really cool and has a lot of cool elements to it. Like there's a whole anti-grav element and things like that that makes it really cool. At the same time... It's really kind of um, a lopsided map that really favors attackers because there's a lot of just like straight shot line of sight lines so that people that mm-hmm. are, atta- they just have the advantage every time. They have the advantage. Um, that may be part of the reason why you don't really see Horizon pop up too much. In- Does it show up in Overwatch League? I don't think it pops up very often in Overwatch League. Um, most of the time, Overwatch League, I'm seeing new body like a lot or, you know. Yeah the other areas anyway so they they are taking a look at the map um they mentioned something about wanting to take a look at the map and this was like months and months ago apparently they've been quietly working on a complete overhaul of the map but they hadn't really said anything about it because it's not ready to go yet and the work in progress that they have was uploaded to the most recent ptr the one that uh introduced rialto um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't supposed to be put on the PTR. Horizon wasn't supposed to be put on the PTR. It just hopped in there anyway, and somebody noticed it and went, Is hey, it- what's going on with this? Because they really changed, like, they visually, they changed a lot of things. Isn't this there. the same patch that accidentally put in a Hanzo update or something? Or is that on live servers? That was on live servers. I oh, think. okay, yeah. It was just a small change to... No, there are Hanzo changes in this PTR patch, but those were deliberate. Those are supposed yeah, to the, be Yeah, those were deliberate, but I think accidentally the patch that's live introduced like changes to his cooldowns on some of his abilities, and that was also an accident. Yeah, I don't know if that was Hanzo or if that was Sombra. There was there was a patch a while ago, like a couple of months ago, where they accidentally introduced Sombra changes, and they were that, like, "Whoops, that, that no, wasn't that, supposed to go live yet." That happened too. I think. This, <laughs> yeah. I think Hanzo also <laughs> happened. <laughs> Well, anyway, so, yeah. Anyway, regardless, the Horizon stuff was not supposed to go on the PTR. It wasn't meant to go there. Um, it did, and the developer, one of the developers, piped up and said, "Hey, yeah, um, that wasn't supposed to go on the PTR, but surprise, it's something we're working on." And they said that what is on the PTR servers is nowhere near a finalized version. It's it's not a final version, like not by a long shot. Um, they are still working on it. It's not something that's going to come out with the next patch. Probably won't come out with the patch after that. It's just, hey, they're working on it. However, the people that have been playing around with it and went looking at it and saw all the changes to it, they're really excited by what they're seeing. Because there's a lot of improvements. Like, just there's a lot more walls in place. Some of the platforms have been moved. It seems like it's a much more, um, it's not as lopsided as it was and the changes, people are really happy about the changes that they're seeing so far, whether or not they make it to live. Um, it's kind of cool that they're addressing that. Yeah, people had no idea. They didn't know that they were working on it, even. So Yeah, I'm I'm cur- mostly curious to see if they've added new routes to the little rock wall climbing area, or if they've updated the holds. Because that's, um, that's very important. I don't think so. <laughs> All right, Blizzard, come on. You got to update the routes. It's mostly they were putting more walls in place so that, you know, attackers couldn't snipe from a distance with, like... Think about the gorillas. Putting more cover in and switching a few of the platform heights, that kind of thing. Yeah, it was. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's going on. Um, Other than that, hey, the Overwatch PTR, Rialto's on there, by the way, um, in case you were 
wondering I, that that happened. Isn't, was that, is that last the, week too? Is that yeah. The same, yeah. Is that the same map that um, the retribution scenario takes place on, or is it slightly modified? Or I am not sure if it's exactly the same map. Um, I haven't been in to like take a look at the one on the PTR. Um, okay. However, what I do know, biggest biggest difference between the two. Uh, the one that's going into the game as like an actual PVE map or PVP map where you go in and you know shoot up other players that kind of thing that one it, it takes place in the daytime so everything is it's like in daylight oh, okay. it's not gotcha. it's not in the middle of the night or anything the middle of the night thing is specific to the retribution event so I'm not sure if it's exactly the same map but it's the same location yeah, it's Rialto. It's the Rialto district in Venice. Um, it's just instead of being in the same time period, you know, the eight years ago that the retribution event was. This is present day Rialto. So. Oh, that's that's right. Yeah. There's yeah. That whole time thing. The whole time thing. Gosh. Anyway, so that is on the PTR. Um, along with that, again, like I said, the Hanzo changes. Those are going on right now on testing those, on the PTR. Those ones are pretty big, right? They're, like, they're very big, yeah. They get rid of Scatter Arrow, don't they? Uh, it's like was it? I think it was Scatter Arrow that they got rid of. I need to look. Let me double check I, I here. Think it's scatter I, it's, Arrow. And, yeah, I, I know. Even I know it's Scatter Arrow. It what, is what's scatter interesting arrow. to me is. If they replace uh, Heroes Scatter of the Storm Arrow, is going to do something similar. Storm Arrow, that was the one that they replaced it with. That's what I, I was trying to remember the name of the one. It's the Scatter Arrow ability is gone. It's been replaced by Storm Arrows, and Storm Arrows he can fire up to six arrows that deal. They deal reduced damage, but they're always fired at full power. Um, and then the oh, storm, okay. the yeah, the speed on the Storm Bow has been increased from eighty-five to a hundred. Um, Sonic Arrow has gotten a few little buffs. There's another new ability that he has, though, that nobody... Well, I hadn't really heard anybody talking about, called Lunge. Um, you can press jump while you're in the air to leap horizontally. So oh. he's got a little bit more added mobility in that aspect, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, so he's going to have like that high damage output, but... It's a little bit less frustrating to fight against him because Scatter Arrow was kind of, um, it was kind of crazy. <laughs> and it was really hard to counter that kind of a thing. So they're hoping that everybody will like the Storm Arrow ability. I think it's really pretty. Like the visuals on it are really cool. So there is that. I'll, um, I'll have to check that out. And again, I, I really want to know uh, if any of this affects Heroes of the Storm. Like, not necessarily that they will, you know, change him in response to Overwatch. Like, oh, well, now he has to be the same. But more like when they go through and do a round of hero updates, because, you know, they do them fairly regularly, if they will change Hanzo in a way that reflects that, or if they'll just, you know, keep his same abilities and update like they normally would update. That's always been something I've been kind of curious about when it comes to those sorts of updates. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Uh, the other thing to note with the PTR, I mean, there was a whole mess of, like, bug fixes and things like that that were put in, but Lucio, his wall ride's been adjusted. So he can, like, he can go around corners, outside corners and inside corners without having to leave, leave the wall now. And he can land on the same wall after he leaps away, provided his leap takes him far enough away from the original jumping off point. And his wall riding is less likely to be interrupted along just a single surface. So people that really enjoy the whole wall riding aspect of Lucio, hey, they're streamlining it. They're making it a little Neat. bit better. Yeah, so if you if you play Lucio at all, like with any kind of regularity or anything, hop on the PTR and check him out because he's actually he, he's working a lot more smoothly. Um, the other thing, the other big change with Lucio is his sound wave. It no longer consumes ammo. Because Soundwave oh. was... Well, okay, so Soundwave had both a cooldown and an ammo cost, which was kind of redundant. So they're keeping the cooldown, taking the ammo cost away, just to make it a little more okay. fair, which is nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's also you know, a little weird having sound have ammo. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, not to interrupt, but it's that time where Ian has to tell us some things, so... Oh yeah, if you enjoy our show, consider checking out Curiosity Stream at blizzardwatch.com slash curiosity. With Curiosity Stream, you can watch over 1,500 science, history, tech, and nature documentaries wherever you happen to be. In other words, it's kind of like Netflix, but it's just for documentaries and education. Um, if that sounds boring, don't. 
think that it's boring because there's a lot of really fascinating documentaries out there. Curiosity Stream also has oodles of original educational programming like Stephen Hawking's favorite places. You could try the service with a one week one week free trial. Subscriptions start at two ninety nine a month, which actually really isn't very bad at all, especially since they add new shows every week. So it's kind of worth sticking around anyway. Um, you can find again, you can find Curiosity Stream at BlizzardWatch.com slash Curiosity, and every new subscription supports our show and everything that we do. All right, thank you very much. Um, next thing I'm going to mention is uh, pretty big. Uh, Decker Kane is now live in Heroes of the Storm, and uh, that's cool because Decker Kane oh, is cool. Hello. So, since you just did your little impression, why don't you talk about him? Uh, I he he didn't go through any changes um, from the PTR to live. They didn't give I him haven't... any big nerfs or anything yet. Nope. Uh, as far as the notes are concerned, the PTR and the live version differences were all related to either the home screen update, which originally was going to go live like a week or two ago, and then totally broke the game, so they yeah. didn't do it. Um, and then the other one was they changed the boss mechanics on Warhead Junction a little bit. Um, I can't remember the exact changes, but like it, it doesn't burrow anymore, and, and uh, the slime trail or something is slightly different. But Deckard Kane himself uh, didn't go through any changes between PTR and Life, which is a little surprising. Uh, That's weird, because usually what happens is it's like, oh, wow, this hero is so cool, so OP, and then they hit the live servers, and then like two days later, oh, by the way, we're also nerfing the heck out of them. Have fun. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I don't know if it's because um, he's a support hero, and I, I don't know if they get as much testing on the PTR, or lizard was just happy with it or if they'd rather just you know follow the live data um i i don't know but he he's in the same form as he was in the ptr i haven't had a chance to play him um because I, I need more money and uh but i did play matches with him on my team and i absolutely love having him on my team because his health potions individually like they're a solid heal individually but he can have up to five out at once and he can empower them and I was I was at the point where I would be like to maybe a third of my health, and if he had the empowered healing potions, I could pick up two and be almost at full. Um, with the unempowered ones, maybe three, and you know, like I said, he could have five down at once. Uh, so it was just it's it's really he's a strong healer if you know your healing potions are in the right spots, um, and his animations look freaking awesome, like the Haradra cube and the. I can't remember what the the triangle one, the prism one is, but he's he seems really good so far. Um, I'm I'm curious to see him in tournament play for sure. All right, well, thank you. Uh, next is probably the biggest news of the week, which is that um, Battle for Azeroth has entered its beta phase. Yep. So if and you had that... anything on the alpha, it's been wiped. <laughs> yeah, that includes appearances. Yeah. Oh, oh no. When you make a new character, they don't have any any mounts unlocked. No, there's, so you there's don't, don't nothing. Don't get the yak. Yeah, you don't get the yak, and your appearances are all gone. So what? until they let until they let me transfer in a new character, you're not doing a whole heck of a lot of trans oh. transmog. You can get uh, if you had a name that was taken before, you can get that. Um, but that's about it. yes. But I mean, there's they now have playable Dark Iron and Maghar. I've actually been playing a Maghar warrior. Um, they're a lot better than current orcs, but one of the reasons is that the posture change is in, and I'm sure it's in for regular orcs too, but I just haven't rolled a regular orc to check it. Maghar can can choose between the hunched over and the standing straight up, and standing straight up orcs are fascinating to me. They they walk completely differently. There's a very different animation. Yeah, I, I actually um, I, I haven't really played too much, but I, I you know got in and... Made a new character, got my name back, changed the key bindings because you have to redo those. Um, yeah. But I, I made my priest a Maghar orc uh, just because I. It's kind of cool having an orc as a priest because it's like one of the, if not the only horde base orcs are rather that haven't had priests. Um, and again, the the upright posture thing is also really cool. Uh, which yeah, you you can do that with with normal orcs now, but they can't be priests. Um, it's just, yeah, it's it's cool. It's interesting. And I actually, I really like the Maghar, um, the... Skins? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the skins. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I I do wish some of the color variants uh, could be combined with some of the, like, marking variants. Like, uh, yeah. there's, there's the ones that have... Um, okay, wait. We have to pause just, for a second. Because what was that noise? That was me getting a text. 
Oh, okay. The, the Breath of the Wild little little seedling things. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway. It sounded like a, a small duck or something, like on well, your shoulder, last, last offering time, commentary. Last time you guys asked if I had stolen a child, so I, yeah. I guess small duck is better. Small duck is Any... better. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> um. There's there was the ones where it's they're like the uh, the tannish skin, but they have like white markings kind of all along their body. Yeah, and they, I, they have like face faint type. Yeah, extended. and I yeah. I would love to have that with one of the like black skins. Black. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I knew that as soon as you started talking about this, that's where you were going. Yeah, and, and I mean, but even if they don't do that, the skins are impressive, and I I just love the skin color variety and. They have like yeah. there's a there's a color variety that's basically. You wanted to be garage hell scream. Here he is. Yeah, like I'm not kidding. It's the shoulder tats and everything. Uh, there's one that's essentially Nerzul. Um, there's well, there's like some really cool, interesting variants all told. Um, female female Magar are actually even cooler than male Magar. I they don't have a different posture. They don't have a different posture, but their skin variations and so forth are really cool, and their hairstyles are really cool. I I, like... I see one Magar hairstyle, and I don't know if this is actually in the game already, like for regular orcs, but it looked oddly to me like Varian's hair. It is basically Varian's it's, hair. It's, <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is I don't wrong know how I feel about this. <laughs> this is wrong. No, it's yeah. it's it's not Varian's hair. It's actually Grom's hair. But Grom and Varian. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, um, but can we talk for a minute about the Dark Iron Dwarves? Because their models oh, no, are, they so are so cool. Oh, man. They are. In point of fact, I, I, I also rolled a, a Dark Iron female. I haven't rolled a Dark Iron male because I never roll male. The haircuts right. are so rad. <laughs> they added a, a bald option, I guess. Yeah, in, they in did. The they did. As well, but they like, have cool like eye scars and eye patches. Yeah, the, they're fantastic. Both the male and the female Dark Iron Dwarves look amazing. And they have a lot more customization i feel like i feel like they're more interesting than the regular dwarves are i hate saying it i hate saying it i'm very sorry to dwarf players out there i love you guys i love what you can do storm form thing is top notch unless they remove that in which case remember that storm form thing it was stone stone form thing it was really cool right anyway No, it's, did they get rid is, of that, or do they still have that? I far as I know, they still have it. Oh, good, um, because that was like you know, quintet. That was that was just you need to have that if you're a dwarf. You need the stone form. Stone form was last I checked. It was one of the better tanking racials because it could. It was basically a little mini cooldown. It was. Yeah. Really I, good. I think they. I think it might be nerfed, uh, like to not remove some. I don't know exactly, but I don't know. But... The the allied races feel. Like if if Warlords updated the old models to like be current standards, yes, the allied races feels like Blizzard took those models and was like, okay, now like let's they, find they them. they elevated them and said, okay, let's yeah. play. We've made them good. Now let's play and see what we can do because yeah, they're just so good. Blizzard has they've done a great job for sure, and I it, it kind of makes me a lot of that customization people have been asking for for years is in yeah. the allied races. Um, and it is, I mean, obviously, if you don't play an allied race, this is a problem for you because you're like, oh, wow, that late forged has all those tattoos I wanted. Yeah. Uh, and but... Colorado in chat just said, who would roll an old race when allied ones are available? And that's not a bad point, really, well, because sometimes you there's like, as Mitch pointed out, there's class reasons why you might or might not like he rolled yeah. a, pri- a Makar priest because they have priests. But if he wanted a mage, I think you'd have to go with the old version of the orc, wouldn't you? I don't think they have mages. I think that's correct. I, I don't know. A hundred percent. They don't have. Do they have warlocks? I don't think they have warlocks because that would be. Yeah, the whole not corrupted That'd be a little thing. weird. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it the the race class combinations are definitely a reason you know you wouldn't go. But looks wise, like if you have a class available to both and you have the allied races unlocked and everything, it's hard to make an argument against just going allied races because they're yeah, just, like for instance, cool. the next Torn warrior I make is almost certainly going to be another high mountain because why wouldn't it be? I mean, War, yeah. War Stomp is like the only thing. And... They have a better version of War Stomp. They've got the charge thing they do. That's like War is, Stomp. Is that better? It is better. Oh, okay. Well, it's, it's got. It doesn't have like the cast time, and it's well. It might actually have the cast time. I don't remember. I just remember like do using it and going. Ooh, this is nice. It's like you okay. charge right into the guy and knock him down. It's it's really. It's really cool. weird too because like, I mean, when they were talking about oh you'll be able to make a light forged Renai right 
I was like, well, that sounds kind of boring. Why would you want to do that? And then I got to actually yeah. like, play with the models and the character creator. I was like, yeah, no, these guys oh, are better. Wild. These guys are so much cooler. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, they're not necessarily, like, I mean, they are different, but they're not, like, they're this not is a totally so... new race. They're just, they're better. <laughs> they're just different enough. And the thing is, is, like, with the Light Forge, anyway, I can't just race change my existing Drunai because I have a Shaman. Oh. The Light Forge do not have shamans, so it's like, oh, okay, so I got a level one, and I'm still working on the Nightborn. We're plotting along. We will get there eventually, but yeah, the, <laughs> the Light Forge is like next on my list because I did. I made a Light Forge warrior just for you, Rossi. I'm gonna try oh. it again. I'm gonna try leveling a warrior again and see if I can actually get the next level this time. You might like the AOE uh, light bomb you can drop on people. That's that's kind of fun. Yeah. But uh, for me, like the same thing. Like I, I didn't think I'd like a void elf at all, but I rolled a void elf, and I was like, "Hello," because they, <laughs> they do in fact look different, and the hair is like the hair looks like weird shadow tentacles if you go that right way. It's like it's like glowing really, purple. Yeah, it's got those. that. It looks really cool. So I have one question for you, Rossi, because you are the warrior expert. Um, when I start leveling this light forged, which spec do I need to go to just like sma- brutally smash face? Uh, I would probably go. Well, it depends on when you do it. Like if you're doing, if you're doing it in um, Battle for Azeroth content, the uh, it's probably going to be Battle are, for Azeroth. Yeah, uh, the the specs are more like even now. You can go either Arms or Fury because Fury now has a self heal you can take. Which one's more um, fine, I, Rossi? I like Fury. I like Fury better, but okay. I, you know, that's basically a Diablo three barbarian, and I'm into that. Okay, uh, I'm if good you with like that. hitting people with a shield the size of a car door, there's always no. prot. No. I don't want to do prod. <laughs> I just want to smash faces. I want to. I want to smack around a lot of people all at once and not die. There you go. Okay. Yeah. It, it's probably so fury. fury. Okay. <laughs> in B in BF, in battle for Azeroth, it will be fury. Okay. Um, I, I will totally say this. The other good thing is you skip the first twenty levels. Yeah. So you don't have to like wait to get things, which is an, another big advantage allied races have, in my opinion. Yeah. I do like that they start them out at level twenty. It makes things a little bit less. It makes it it makes it easier. I still really hope future allied races start higher because I I will get burned out. I'm I'm not a leveler like yeah uh, yeah. I it's pretty much like when when an expansion is in its waning months. Like right now, I'm doing a lot of leveling. Um, I did do a lot more leveling in Legion than in any other expansion, and that was mostly because of class halls. I wanted to see all the different stories. That was it. And, and I did too, but I still couldn't bring myself to do it for a lot of them. Like, I yeah. think I have four or five at max level, and I haven't actually done the story stuff on most of them. I think I'm probably the next thing that I'm going to do, and I may actually, like, just take a break from the Nightborn leveling to do this um, and get my, you know, rested XP back up or whatever. I think I'm going to use my boost on a Death Knight because I haven't done the Death Knight storyline. And well, I oh, feel like I really good. need to do that one. I feel like I yeah. really need to do that one. If and that actually, one's got, if, yeah. if you use the boost, um, know that you don't do the story for the artifact it provides you with. Okay. And also, do the Death Knight starting zone enough to get to level 6. Because it, it, it'll take you... Oh, yeah. Like, no, I've done than... I've done the Death Knight starting zone oh, like okay. yeah. a million billion times. I just haven't like taken them beyond level 59 or whatever. Yeah, without... no, I, I was the same way. It's like, just, if you're, oh, you can join the Alliance the now, or you can join the Horde now. Yay, you're with the Alliance now, or you're with the Horde yeah. now. Now go to Outland. And I'm like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> uh, that was fun. Well, that was fun. Too. Um, when you do the... When you do... If you boost the Death Knight... Um, my recommendation to you is to do another starting zone than the blood one. Don't don't pick blood as your starting spec. Nope. Uh, no, because you pick with your, can you? Uh, I think you can pick between the three specs. You can specialize. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. And don't don't pick blood. Not because because you want to do that one. That is one of the stories okay. you want to see. Okay. I think it, Frost is pretty cool too i would Frost say it's also pretty cool so maybe just do unholy because unholy yeah. is but then again unholy is also a really good one so... they're, they're all really good is the yeah, problem if unholy, here's what like i should do awesome. right i should i should just roll like a sample one and get go through the artifact acquisition for whatever that one happens to be and then use the boost on that yeah if they let you uh, i don't know if they actually uh, let you do any anything like that I don't, yeah, know. I don't think you can do the artifact stuff on the sample one yeah you can you sure? Okay, then then yeah. do it. 
You get to go through and you establish your class hall and you choose your first artifact. And then it Darn. tells you if you want to keep playing, you have to go ahead and like. Actually... Oh, I haven't I haven't done the trial stuff in a while. I didn't realize. It I think I could do far. it with the class trial. I don't know. I guess I'll find uh, out, won't al- I? Alternative, just watch something on YouTube. Yeah. But I'd rather play through it myself. So I think that's yeah, what I'm going to use it on. Sure. I think that's well, what I'm going to use my boost on. In addition to like you know all the allied race stuff, um, one thing I really want to mention is they had already established this in the alpha. Like all the stuff was now open, but we've been seeing revisions to storyline quests and scenarios are now more or less in. A lot of the starting scenarios are in, although the cinematics and cutscenes aren't in yet in some cases. Um, some, some are like. You know, yeah, I like how I like how. I was going to say, I like how um, you play through like a lot of these really cool scenarios. And I'm not going to spoil anything, right, guys? No spoilers here. There are here. lots of spoilers But you play there, through, though, you play through like the, the scenario, like the starting scenario or whatever, and you get to this really dramatic moment and it cuts because <laughs> a cutscene is going to come in and it's Thrall shooting Deathwing from the sky. Because okay, that... I, I had heard about that. Um... <laughs> Because someone was saying, that's... like, yeah, Anduin, like, he calls upon variants. That's like a small thing. Don't spoil anything. Let's just not spoil okay. anything because people listen someone to our show. Someone calls upon someone else for power, and it's Deathwing being blasted by I Thrall. know it seems incidental to you, but I guarantee you there's going to be, like, at least a half a dozen people out there who are going to be like, why would you talk about that? And I just don't want to invite that. So Don't at me. <laughs> you can Definitely at Mitch at him. Mitch Fizzle <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah, it, it's the scenarios are in, so you can get to see a lot of that stuff, and you can get to like you know test it out, and make sure when it goes live, it, it will go live not broken, uh, which is useful. If you if you do go on and do that, if you're in the yeah. if you get into the beta, be sure to like actually fill out some bug reports when you're watching these things because it, it's it, cool. It's cool to get to see a story and all that, but it's also cool to help them make it work for everybody. Uh, and they, there's they the said, nice little bug buttons that they've added, yeah. which are amazing and incredible. And you just move it right up to the side. You don't have to yeah. worry about it. Well, and the other uh, thing that I love right now, too, is that when you finish individual quests right now, when you go to turn in the quest, there's a box underneath, and you can just click a check mark. It says, did this quest work correctly? And if you check yeah. yes, and then you complete the quest, and they know that that quest is okay. If it didn't work right, you check no, and there's a little box where you can fill in and say, so-and-so didn't hand me the bear butts that I had requested or whatever. There are no bear butts in Battle for Azeroth, to my knowledge. Anyway, but if there were, the bears you, are could, you could put that in there. <laughs> there are bears, the bears are... and they do have butts, but you don't take them. <laughs> okay, right. so She's moving on. Anyway, you could put useful feedback. <laughs> you could put yeah. useful feedback in these boxes. <laughs> And then complete the quest, and the developers get that information. This is the first time I've ever seen like that kind of integrated sort of little feedback no, thing they've, on they've the quest. Still, yeah, they've definitely done they, that. They yeah. had it in the Wrath of the Lich King beta. Yeah. Uh, or yeah, I think it was beta back then. Um, it was it, it was more obnoxious though because you would get a bunch of those like blue question mark pop ups at the bottom of yeah, your screen. Yeah, it was it was a se- separate thing. One. Yeah, it was a it, separate it, thing. Yeah, and it was a little more involved. This one is just, it's at the bottom of the quest. It's integrated. You know, bugs, yes or no, comments. And it's a lot It's a lot nicer, and it's less overwhelming, because the Wrath one could be, like, I just turned in ten quests, and now I have ten exclamation marks, and I don't remember what was each, and I'm just going to ignore it. It's not the yeah. case anymore. I, I like this one, because it's, like, it's integrated, so it's just, it's really elegant. Whoever did the UI stuff for that, and put that together at Blizzard, find them... Give them cookies. If you're a Blizzard dev and you're listening to this, make sure that that person gets cookies because that was really well done. Also, I would like some cookies. Yeah, one other thing Too to bad. really briefly before we <laughs> move on to anything else. Uh, they've they basically said that someone was asking in the forums, you know, okay, so how finalized, how locked in are the classes right now? And well, the KVOX, who's a CM, basically made the point that they're not locked in until they're done with the beta. Uh, this is a beta test. They're still testing. Uh, nothing is in stone until it is live. But at this point, they feel that they are more or less done with the design of almost all classes, except for um, Unholy and Frost DKs and Protection Warriors. They're going to see some more changes before the end of the testing period. Right now, though, if you're not playing another class, if you're you're effectively your design for Battle for Azeroth is is done. They finished. That le- that phase of designing. The numbers might be now. tweaked a little bit, yeah. but the design part is done. Yeah. I, you have I'm the abilities you're going to have. You have the abilities you're going to have. You know, and 
there are other people who will also not be super happy about it because that's always the way it is. Uh, but the point being, this doesn't mean stop testing and it doesn't mean that stuff won't still change. It means that they're not planning any changes. But if obviously if they start testing and it turns out that some priestability crashes servers, um, they're going to take it out and if they can't fix it. I mean, this is one of those situations where testing is still very important and they still want feedback along the lines of, okay, uh, because of this change, I'm on a feast or famine system where either I generate the resources through luck or I don't. And if I don't, I can't use my abilities. That's important feedback to them. They they want to know that that kind of thing. That's the sort of feedback that's still very useful. You need to go in and tell them not just how stuff feels, but how it affects play, uh, especially since we're moving into the itemization phase. I'm going to make this point because it hasn't really been made that much. This is the biggest itemization change between expansions Ever. Yeah. In the history of World of Warcraft. We are going from some top of the line um, Legion gear and legendaries are at item level 1000 right now. That's, you could have item level like 970, 980. You know, you could be that high. And keep in mind that in Battle for Azeroth, that translates out to item level 280. I th- it's, no, it's, I think it's 265. Now. Uh, for the absolute highest, it's 280. The, oh, maybe yeah, if, if you have, if you if have, if you're like all kitted out in mythic gear, yeah. Well, I was mythic... gonna say because you can you can buy the legendaries uh, on the beta, alpha, whatever, and it was 265 when I got them. I don't know if that was updating a 970 to 265 or a thousand to. That's 260. right now, according to the last conversion I looked at. Um, if you've got say like all mythic, you know, mythic stuff, if you've got it all, like it, it got warforged. If you're Titan Forged, if you're all set to go and you're around item level 1,000, you will be at 280. That's huh. that's that's the legendaries that they sell are at 265 on the, the yeah. beta. The so numbers I'm... don't really matter so much as, no, just, as the general point, well. which is wow, they stomp the heck out of item levels. Yeah. They flatten. <laughs> they are flattening it. Before Legion, the flattening is extreme. Like g- g- items that are right now uh, level 60 gear that has around 35 40 dps will be 10 dps when it changes i mean this is this is the most significant flattening of gear that they've ever done it makes the stuff they did at warlords look like nothing it doesn't feel off though which is it doesn't feel off but the point being that class design will be affected by this and that's what they're looking at now because it is impossible to predict accurately how it will be affected until you start getting some numbers passes. This is going to be the most important numbers pass they've ever done. Yeah, it, so, and, it's, and they, it's really, when I say that they're done with kind of the design stuff for the most part, but they're looking at the numbers, this is why they're looking at the numbers and they're looking at them really closely. Yeah, and it's uh, it's going to... Mitch is right right now that when, I'm, when I was on the alpha... Uh, it didn't feel like too broken. Like there would be times where I'd be like, "Oh my it god, feels, this is taking it, forever." The game plays exactly like it's always played. The only difference is the numbers that are flying up on the screen when you're stabbing things or throwing spells at things or whatever. Those numbers look much smaller. But I things got a die. Hundred crit. Things yeah, die yeah. in the same amount of time. Like things die in the same amount of time. And yeah, yeah. Well. Some but classes. The, the pass is definitely going to need to be done, um, and that's something that's going to be happening. And it's very important it's to give them feedback me. during that. <laughs> when you say you got a four hundred crit, Mitch, I remember the first time <laughs> I got a crit over a thousand in Blackwing Lair on my Shadow Priest, and I was so excited. I was like, "Oh, I broke a thousand! That's crazy!" And then, meanwhile, here I am, like cooling my heels at the end of Legion, two million, putting out four million crits like regularly. Yeah. It's just a commonplace occurrence. Now. Yeah, and you crit somebody for four million damage, and it, it's barely even a blip on his health bar. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> I'm doing millions of damage, and this guy's just standing there going, oh, "Okay, whatever." <laughs> It's that, weird. That that that'd actually kill like old raid bosses, man. I still I still have the screenshot of that crit somewhere, <laughs> and I believe that the file name is just OMG crit because I was so excited because I it was like for ten twenty four or something, and it was on one of those you know in Blackwing Lair, uh, you have the, the Draconids, the Dragon no the Dragon is like the trash oh, bombs that are weak to schools I of magic. Think, I think I took a screenshot of the same thing. At right, some point. one of them was weak to shadow, so I hit it with a mind blast and it crit for 
like 1024 and I was so I was like dang I'm putting out damage <laughs> I we we had a bunch of warlocks in the raid back then and yeah we would do the same thing like it's the shadow mob it's gonna like we're gonna draw aggro but it's gonna be so cool <laughs> it's yeah, okay and it'll I think die I before it gets to us it never Pretty died sure before it got to them like oh yeah. no no no, so that's, those are the mobs where you didn't even try to tank them. But yeah. okay, uh, at this point though, we have pretty much covered the top stories, and we've got just enough time to do a couple of emails. Uh, if you want to send an email to the show, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with the subject line podcast or blizzardwatch. Um, Ian's going to read them for us now, so if you don't mind, Ian. Okay, first email is from Talarian from Feathermoon, a night elf druid. It's a very good name. Who says? The way things have been going with the Blizzard launcher, including the advent of quote-unquote communities and the inclusion of a working voice chat system, all of which seems stolen from the very successful Discord model, do you think that cross-realm guilds might be in the future of World of Warcraft? In terms of raiding, although cross-realm raiding is absolutely possible, it seems that organized, dedicated weekly raid groups are still very much tied to guilds. Do you see a future where guilds become disconnected from servers and become something better integrated into the Blizzard launcher for that matter are servers themselves becoming outmoded and irrelevant i mean we've seen a little bit of that i mean right now you can have a guild with members from like linked servers like if your servers like right right now I'd use an example um sisters of a loon and uh scenario circle i believe are linked am i I'm, correct about this? yeah I'm, yeah they're connected the, realms. the rp yeah. servers are linked i'm on a pvp server on my priest and it's linked to like six other realms or more yeah. If not you could, every if, realm is connected, though, because, I mean, I'm on oh. Wern Rest Accord, and it's not connected to anything, because there's enough of a population there. Oh, yeah, it's not connected like, to the other RP realms? No. No. Moonguard no, is also just, by itself. It's just specific ones, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I know where... that Sisters of Elune and Scenario Circle are linked because I have a character in... Remember the guild we started to do the yeah. stream? Yeah. I have a character who's in that guild, even though he's on Scenario Circle, and everybody else is on Sisters of Elune. Yeah, so and the thing is, is like... The reason that they did the connected realms is because some realms had their population was either wildly lopsided or it was just they didn't have much of a population to begin with. I know Sisters of Elune was it was a very quiet server. By the time they started doing the connected realms, there really weren't a lot of people left on it. So when they connected it to Scenarian Circle, all of a sudden there were people in the cities again all the time, you know, and and with the connected realms that also links the auction houses and everything so you can trade yeah. with somebody and you can sell things to people like that are on a connected realm but not every realm is connected um they did mention the possibility of them doing more connected realms in the future but i don't think i've heard anything about that recently no it was just more hey we're gonna do this at some point so yeah it, it's you know, sort of sort of the equivalent of hey we're making classic wow that's yeah, it. they had that. They had that big push where they did a whole mess of realm connections, and there are a lot of connected realms out there. Don't get me wrong. And then they kind of they tapered off from doing it once they got it to a level where they were like, "Yeah, we're okay with how this is. We don't need to make any more changes." It may be something that they look at in the future, but it's not. It's not like really high on their priority list right now because um, they yeah. got they got the realms balanced to the point where they were happy with it. But as far as the launcher goes and this whole community thing and yeah, you're right in saying that it I don't I wouldn't call it stolen from the Discord model. I would say that it's very similar to the Discord model because the Discord model is so successful. A lot of people are using it, you know. Um and why wouldn't they? Because the thing is is like Discord spans a variety of different games and I think that's what we're looking at here. Um, as a potential possibility where if they did kind of pull back and, and pull those communities out from the individual games and into the launcher itself, then you have a group, a guild, what have you, that gets together to do raiding twice, three times a week or whatever in World of Warcraft, and then maybe on Fridays they get a group together that goes and plays Overwatch for a couple of hours, and then, you know, maybe on Saturdays it's Heroes of the Storm, whatever. It just jumps from game to game. They they also, in in the build last week, they added the in-game communities, which is pretty much what you described, like, the yeah. in terms of cross-realm stuff. Like, it it's sort of that launcher aspect, but in the game, and it's meant to be cross-realm. It, it's... It is what it sounds like. It's a community, and they're going to have, you know, I'm reading this from my head, 
text, multiple text channels, text channel history, role management, quick join, voice integration, roster listing, and calendar invites. Um, and that's all, you know, and you can be in multiple communities at the same time. They're not necessarily tied to your guild. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, they're definitely moving towards that. I don't know um, in terms of mythic rating. Like, that's the one big thing right now that they, they keep realm-specific for a long time, especially with the world first race. And then but they they're also yeah. guild-specific, too. Like, yeah. Uh, do they? It's not locked to guild, but it's because it's realm specific, because it, it doesn't yeah. reach out. It usually ends up being a guild thing. Yeah, um, but they are. They did change. Uh, I can't remember what exactly they're called, but it's like the first twenty now get some sort of achievements. Do you guys remember what that was called? They, no. They updated the like the world first or like realm first have been changed to do something like the top twenty get an achievement. I don't know if the very first one. Um, is still unique like if it'll say realm first and then everything else will be like you know realm challenger whatever it's called i'll try to find that uh in a second but that could be a move towards that but i i wouldn't you know hold your breath on that it's it's more mythic mythic is very much calorat, the reason that calorat in the chat channel says the top 100 of each faction get the achievement uh, okay it's not, not first yeah. Um, the other thing that Calorat mentioned in the chat channel, which uh, this is, yeah, this is kind of what I was leaning towards. They said that communities just seem more like an extension of the Battle.net friends list. And yeah, that's kind of what it feels like a little bit. Um, when they introduced the whole Battle.net friends thing, where you could chat with people in different games, you know, while you're playing World of Warcraft, if you were playing World of Warcraft and you had a buddy that logged on that was playing Overwatch or whatever that day, you would still see them pop up in your friends list and you could have a conversation with them even though you guys are playing two completely different games. And I remember when they came out with that, I was like, I wonder how much bigger they're going to go with that. Because I yeah, thought that I mean, that was something that they might go bigger. This sounds like it's like a bigger version of that. Calorat's right. Yeah, which is cool. I, I like it. I Again, I think the, the biggest barrier now is factions in terms of uh, you know raid groups or things like that which I'm sure we have enough opinions to go around for a whole show. But um, I again, right now, I, I don't know how Mythic will work in terms of cross-realm rating. Um, I do think that realms in general... I, I, I People, like, talk about realms um, like they're still a very specific thing, and I, I haven't actually felt like, oh, this is my realm versus this is your realm in a while, because if someone is on my friends list and they're on my faction... Unless I'm trying to do a mythic raid, um, I can invite them to whatever, and it, it hasn't felt like that for a while. So I think they are outdated, but I don't think they're outdated in the sense that they're a focus and they need to be updated. I think it's outdated in the sense that there's this old system in the game that Blizzard has very much moved away from. I come from maybe a slightly different perspective, and that's just because I play on a role-playing realm. Yeah, totally. Role-playing realms are very much, I'm on my realm, you're on re your realm, and the main reason for that is because a lot of the RP add-ons and things, they still don't, like, read cross-realm. Ah, so gotcha. I can't see a person's character profile if I'm sitting on Wormrest and they're sitting on Cenarian Circle. Like, it just doesn't translate. It doesn't go across servers like that. Um, and I don't know if anybody, if there is even a way to make that workable, but that's the only way I could see that line becoming blurred from a role player's perspective anyway. Um, so role players tend to be pretty much, pretty heavily invested in the whole, this is my realm kind of thing. Um, I don't pay too much attention to it because again, you know, if I want to go do, it's actually kind of nice how relaxed and blurred those lines have become. Oh yeah, no, servers I, I, I because. If I'm out there in the world and I'm going to go fight an elite, I can click the green button and find like four other players that are also going to fight this elite. I don't care where they came from. They came from some realm somewhere. Don't care about that. All I care about is they're here right now. We're all here to kill this thing. We're going to kill the thing. And when we're done, we leave the group and we all go on our merry way. And it's marvelously convenient. I kind of like it. You um, know? Real, yeah, I and I agree. It, it's nice just not having to worry about that sort of thing. Um, real quick, what I was thinking about before, it's called Hall of Fame. And it, yeah, it is for the first 100 of your faction to defeat. In this case, it's Mythic Gahoon. Um, it's worth noting there are no Realm First achievements data mined at the moment, uh, 
which is leading people to believe it's only going to be the first 100, which, again, could be a push toward Crossrealm Mythic, but the achievement is also, you know, be the first guild, or first 100 guilds. So, yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I don't know if that means, like, you'll have to have that 80% or whatever to count as a guild, or if it will actually have to be your full guild. But it's an interesting change, and I am curious to see. seems like one of those things where, you know, they're planting the seeds for something that may become bigger. Rossi, you've been quiet, and I kind of want to hear your thoughts on this. Do you think that servers are becoming outmoded or irrelevant? I mean, uh, yeah. Um, I really do kind of feel that they have. Uh, I feel, like, to a certain degree... I mean, I don't do anything based. I I remember back in the day when it was really important to get server first. Like yeah. you know, I was in guilds that that we fought for that. We would, it was us and another guild trying to get Blackwing Lair down first. It was us and another guild trying to get Cthulhu down first. It was us and another guild trying to get uh, Nextramus first. Um, I think my guild almost always came up second in this. <laughs> we were always <laughs> just slightly behind them. They were oh just they were there earlier, or whatever. Um, but I remember the. the being up in the in the race for that and that doesn't really you don't hear about that anymore that's not like a thing people really worry about um i and there's other you know it's like mitch said you you can basically just do whatever with your friends with the exception of mythic raiding you can pretty much if you, hey, we're doing a heroic clear of uh you know whatever raid is doing we're doing a tumus argaris heroic or even a you know you, you can do whatever you want, pretty much. You can do a dungeon. The only things you I, you think you can even do uh, mythic dungeons, can't you? Yeah, no, yeah. mythic dungeons, mythic plus, mythic dungeons. I mean, mythic raiding is only when it's current yeah, too. Like, mythic, hey, yeah. we're at this point in Legion, you can do mythic raiding cross realm as you well. Can go do mythic, yeah, you can go do mythic Tumas Argaris. I don't think that they've un- did they unlock no, they did. Mythic they did unlock it. Yeah, they did. Uh, okay. It was a couple of weeks back, and it was just kind of like out of the blue. Oh um, yeah, that's like, right. Oh. Yeah, okay, that's, you they know... They were like, okay, you can, cross for, I guess. you can cross realm for Mythic and Taurus now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's... it's it, With that all there, it's, it does really feel like the server community is no more, uh, or is greatly attenuated. And to a degree, I'm actually perfectly fine with it, because a lot of my server community stuff back in the day was awful. Like, it was a lot, like... There was a guild that oh, used to just come around and drama. grief us constantly. Guild, do- guild drama, server drama, people trying to start fights between guilds. Um, I remember when Sisters of the Loon, there was like an alliance guild that used to just like to really be mean and toxic on the forums all the time. And it was really strange. And I was like, who yep. are these people? Why do they talk about us all the time? I don't even know who they are. We like, didn't you know? know who they were. Like, are you ta- I think I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. I know about, who you're letters. talking about. And yeah, we didn't like... they. For whatever reason, they just chose to rip into our guild because our guild happened to kill things pretty quick. Yeah, we were like ne- relatively near the top of rating. And yeah, they were, they we were, were like, like really in first set. or second place, kind of jogging in there on as far as the realm went. And yeah, it was always kind of weird because they would talk all kinds of just terrible things on the forums or whatever and we're like who are you <laughs> like, <laughs> like there was one time where like seriously someone like singled me out to say nasty things about me on the forums and i was like is this a person i who know are or did they just, you <laughs> yeah did they just see me like who are they and like i remember the, the the excitable paladin not the not the depressed paladin but the excitable paladin yeah uh was all like oh those they did they, they probably saw you and just decided to yeah. They, they were on their horde spies, and they saw you and decided, since you're in our guild, to say things about you. It's like, but they were wrong. I'm, I, at this time, I wasn't even tanking for us. Like, I was in my tank gear, but I don't tank for us. What are yeah. they talking about? I, I do miss a little bit of that recognition. Like, there was there was sort of a, a sense of awe when you saw someone who was in your server's, like, best guild, and you're like, oh, wow, that person's in, you know, this guild. They must be hardcore raider or, you know, top gear, but it's just a different scene now and i yeah. i don't think that's necessary for what the game is i no. you know it was a different sense but it's it's not a bad thing the game is at this point um 14 years old yeah you know the game is if the game were a child that child would be in high school um so weird <laughs> it just it is a different world do we do we have time for one more you think um I, i'm got... around i'm around okay that's we'll pretty... do one more um. Oh my gosh, all of these are lengthy questions. Uh, okay, we'll just go to the <laughs> next mind. one. Never mind. This is what's no. We'll just go to the next one, and we'll make this try and make this concise. We'll see if this 
can be kept concise. Uh, this is from Sivus of Dethicus, who says, Greetings, Watchers. Has Blizzard been playing the very long game with the Lich King story? Sure, Bolvar's been super shady during Legion, but what about Kel'Thuzad? His phylactery's been missing since Wrath. Lore-wise, he's out there somewhere being super shady himself. Thoughts? Uh, is he really? Um, no. Kel'Thuzad's no. gone. We... Kel'Thuzad's actually dead. His phylactery wasn't missing at the end of Wrath. We, we got we... it. Yeah. It was missing at the end of Vanilla, and it yeah, was. there was there was sort of this weird, oh, that explains why he's back, but doesn't explain why all of the other bosses are back sort of thing. With <laughs> well, you know, the Lich King could have just made most of them come back. He's yeah. he's forced he forced poor Nubarak to be back from the dead several times. <laughs> Nubarak was like, true. "Could you please leave me dead?" Nubarak's just like, "I just want to retire, can't I?" He's like the sour fang of the scourge. He yeah. just wants to retire, and they won't let him. <laughs> But uh, in terms of yeah, Kel'Thuzad's gone. Uh, he is he is dead. He is destroyed. There is no more Kel'Thuzad. That guy is baked out. The Lich King has been super shady though, and uh, oh, yeah. in terms of long game with the Lich King story, I I mean I don't necessarily think it's intentional. Like hey, let's wait three expansions to do this. Um, I think it's just more Blizzard kind of has to pick and choose what stories they follow up on. Like there's there a specific- are. Just- there's a specific tidbit, a character in this new expansion who is connected to the Lich King. Oh, I, I did. All I, I'm going to say. That. Yeah, I saw that in your post. It's very cool. Uh, it's very interesting. And it's, it is something that is, I don't think, I don't think we're going to have the Lich King just show up in this expansion. I don't think he's just going to be like, oh, hey, I'm invading Kel, uh, Kel, Terras and the Zandalar now. But I do think he is going to be a presence going forward. And they are, they are aware of their, we've killed off everybody's problem. Yeah, like so, there are some characters who are being built up for the future. I I am curious, and I don't want this to go on too long. So, short answers. But a little a while back, we had someone ask, like, how many people actually know that Bolvar is the Lich King? Do more people know going into battle for Azeroth now? You think? No, uh, I think it's very restricted. Um, it's pretty obvious a certain person who is in charge of, say, the entire alliance doesn't know. Okay. I, I wasn't sure if that because it's weird. It's one of those things where like all of the players know, but you know, canonically, uh, I don't really know how. I think, I think the people who knew. I mean, I think the people who knew were like restricted in the first place, and one of them, like Tyrion's dead, <laughs> and Sylvanas isn't going around talking about it. So yeah, I don't know how many people could even know. I think the people like the the Death Knights know. Right, because well, the and Death that, Knights the absolutely that kinda, know. That's the thing that kind of throws me off. Is like you've got all these Death Knights that are part of the factions that like very obviously know, and they're in contact and whatever. But do they actually like make a deal out of it? I do they talk to anybody? I feel like or? they. You don't get a sense that Death Knights talk to non-Death Knights about a lot of stuff. Like there's stuff that's Death Knight business that Death Knights keep. You know, think about it. If Death Knights talked about their business, they'd they be don't like, come in and sit down yeah. in the coffee shop and go, "Hey." I'm from a city where everybody's dead. Let me tell you about my dead boss. Like, oh, I just, <laughs> I just killed the last of the red dragons. How's your day going? How's you doing? Yeah, yeah. I'm currently riding around on the corpse of one of the greatest heroes, and I don't <laughs> know if you guys know this. I totally almost stole Tyrion Fordring's body. Record scratch Dude, sound. It was and you're rad. part of my faction still. <laughs> How do we not hate you? Oh well, because we don't tell you this stuff. <laughs> That's right, why I'm, Mary, gonna, I'm heading off to the office. Marie, the loquacious Death Knight. He didn't stay in the group long. Wait a minute, you talk a lot? Oh no, 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 no. Okay, that's. I was just curious about that, but I guess not much has changed. And I'm really interested to see how they actually play that out now. Like when people do find out. Yeah, I don't think Anduin's going to be happy. <laughs> and yeah, Bolvar was kind of like Anduin's second dad when first dad was, you know, in pieces because of a black dragon. Wow, that whole family tree is just really complicated. It's okay. Oh, His new pseudo-dad is a war-hungry... Werewolf. Werewolf. <laughs> you know, he'll fit right in. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> Poor Anduin. Oh. <laughs> He's just had a really weird childhood. Which one of you is my dad? <laughs> Are not you my, real my dad? dad? <laughs> Andrew could say I'm not you're not my real dad to his actual real dad at one point because his real dad was two people. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were both kind of his dad. It was just like one of them was idiot dad and the other one was angry dad. So <laughs> it was... <laughs> oh, Anduin. He's he, at this point he's just going to be like screw it. I'm never having kids. I just <laughs> 
the Wren family line stops here. We can't keep going on like this. We just can't. At this rate, my child will have six dads. <laughs> I don't want that. Why would I ever? It's going to do me. going to be a black dragon. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, uh... that too, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, I think, I think we'll just end it there. That seems like a good stopping point. Uh, once again, Black if you... Dragon Daddy. <laughs> once again, if you enjoy our show, consider checking out Curiosity Stream. You can check that out at blizzardwatch.com slash curiosity. There's over 1,500 science, history, tech, and nature documentaries. Wherever you happen to be, you can watch them. It's kind of like Netflix. You get a one-week free trial. Subscriptions start at two ninety nine a month. It's a pretty cool deal. They add new shows all the time. Again, you can find that at blizzardwatch.com slash curiosity. Every new subscription helps support our show and everything we do. Speaking of which, Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch and your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. Thank you very much, Anne. Uh, this has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. If you have an email for the podcast, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with the subject line podcast of Blizzard Watch, and uh, that way we'll know it's for this show. Thank you guys very much for listening, and we'll be here next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.